Before we dive into today's episode, I have to tell you about my favorite app that I discovered in 2022. You ready for this? It's called the Dwell Bible app. You guys, I'm obsessed. At the beginning of this year, I decided I was going to read through the Bible chronologically with my mom. And at surface level, this sounds like a really great idea. But really, the reality is, is this is very difficult to do. It takes a lot of diligence. So as consistent as I could be, I would physically read my Bible. But there were some weeks where I really needed a solution for an audio Bible study. And so many of them are very difficult to listen to when someone is just reading the Bible to you, but on the Dwell Bible app, you can customize the voices and each voice is a different translation of the Bible. And it's set to this beautiful ambiance of music in the background. There's so many controls for you to be able to customize it that makes it so engaging to listen to, especially for those of you who are auditory learners who love things like podcasts. I have a special promo code in the show notes that gives you 10% off if you're purchasing for a year and 30% off if you're purchasing for a lifetime. Click the link, check it out, give it a shot and revamp the way that you engage in God's word with the Dwell Bible app. Without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. You're listening to For Eternity and Until, where together we uncover how to bring heaven to earth in our everyday choices and live the life we were created for. I'm your host, Tori Mayhine, and I'm so glad you're here. Let's get this party started. I have my beautiful friend Becky here who wrote this piece of art that I'm holding in my hands oh, called Seeing real. God in the Sweet ordinary. I have to tell you that when you sent this book to me in the mail, I was like, it couldn't have come at a more better time. God has been really teaching me what it means to engage with him in the middle of the monotony and how, you know, if the purpose of life is a melody that our, our lives sing to monotony and the everyday ordinary moments is the consistent cadence of the metronome where God actually meets us. It's like not in the crazy mountain high moments, right? It's in the ordinary. So, and I mean, let me just back up really fast because before I even started this podcast, Becky um, held a dinner at her house with some young girls to discuss topics about what they'd want to hear about the podcast. Like, so it's just cool that it comes full circle that here you are, we're sharing about your book and you've always been, yeah, you've always been just a voice of encouragement and light and love for me. And I love you so much. I love you right back at you. Well, so eloquent. You need to write a book girl. (laughs) (laughs) I will. I promise. I I will. It's on the list. Okay. Before I just take over and continue to just keep talking, go ahead and introduce yourself. Um, I'd love to hear a bit of the story that led you um, to authoring this beautiful book in my hands. Okay. Um, Well, I'm Becky Straley and I am a mama. I have two daughters, Felicity and Maggie. One is 18. One is 22 been married for 30 years to my high school sweetheart wow. high school sweetheart let's go sweetheart. I know I know um this book it's so bizarre 
like you just know it's a God thing because mm -hmm. I have never wanted to write a book. I've never considered myself a very good writer. I just write like I speak, you know, um, yeah. not super deep or uh, not a Bible scholar at all. Um, so someone reached out to me and asked if I ever wanted to write a book and it was Harvest wow. House. And I had never even heard of Harvest House, even though they're a big publisher. And I didn't even respond back to her for like days because wow. it's just like, oh, that makes me super uncomfortable. Mm. And um, I've never wanted to do that. I don't want to, it just seemed like a lot of work. And it was in the middle of uh, COVID beginning. And I was like, ah, gotcha. I don't know. This is a good timing to be doing something like this anyway. So uh, the book definitely came to me. And as many times as I wanted to back out, I had friends like speaking truth over me, like God brought this book to you. You need to yeah. be obedient. Your insecurities, uh, insecurity is pride. It's asking yourself what you want to do instead of doing what God has called you to do. Come on, and I never looked at, looked at it like that before. And so I was like, okay. And so the process is really long. And mm -hmm. so over the course of however long, I thought for sure it never would come come to pass. You know, I was like, will this book ever actually come out I'll into just, the world? I'll just go through the motions and I'll just keep doing what's in front of me, and it probably right. won't get. I won't get a contract or do this. And, but it kept going forward, and it finally became a thing. And I was like, okay, God, I guess I'm doing this thing. So that's how the book came to be. Amazing, craziness, craziness. So who did you write this for? Who are you writing to when you were writing it? Well, um, kind of my history. I was living in Minnesota years ago. The girls were tiny and I struggled with depression. It was super cold. Um, winter and I do not mix well. And I just struggled with purpose. And it was during the time when blogging was a big thing. You probably do remember blogging. I do remember blogging. Blogging is very much alive, my friend. It's just well, a matter of, you know. Yeah, I guess, I guess. So I would read blogs. I would spend the day reading blogs and mm -hmm. I'm like, the Lord kind of put on my heart to start a blog. So I started a blog and I picked up my camera and I just started looking for things to capture um, that brought me joy. Yeah. And doing that daily, he would reveal himself and in nature, he would reveal himself like in putting the, the dishes away or going to the grocery store or being yeah. my children. Every little thing starting started to have significance. And I felt that cloud of despair kind of just lifting. And once that did, I started making stuff, which is crazy because I'd never mm. really made much before. And I took a stamping class and I was like, I wonder if I could put this on a bracelet somehow. And I figured out how to make a cuff, how to attach the, the stamped letters to the, the cuff. And that became this like conduit kind of to encourage women like the, mm -hmm. my words I would stamp words on there like the one I have on today is Jesus paid it all yeah and just bless women and just it became this encouragement and then um I had a business all of a sudden yes women and it was a lot of women just like me who struggled in the everyday with just the ups and downs of life yeah for joy and just words matter and having those words in front of you and just scriptures and little little tidbits of encouragement. That's yeah. Good. Writing it on the palm or on, yeah. on your hands to be seen this truth. Um, yes. I, 
I have a few of your cuffs. They're beautiful. Yeah. You gave me one of them. Um, I don't know if you remember this, but right when I moved into the house that we're living in now, that's, I think it was, it says, um, cast the vision. And so much of this last season has been marked by, um, that mandate for me. And so I've often taken out your, your cuff and worn it as a reminder of what God is doing in this current season. So this transition into being an author wasn't necessarily something you dreamed up or desired, but it was actually something that God asked you to do. And it was an action of obedience and diligence. Yeah. Well, a few years ago, he kind of asked me, I felt the nudge to lay down the cuffs and that was a huge step of faith because yeah. I was extremely successful in that. Right. And so for a while, I didn't have anything I was doing. I was just kind of waiting on next steps. And mm. so I started writing these love letters and doing the art. Yeah. Completely new. And he just had this word for me, tell them they are loved. And so, so good. these little letters came and I never did them in advance. Like they came to me like weeks before I was sending them out in my subscription boxes. And I'm like, Lord. But I would just go out into the greenhouse and stand in front of a in, in front of a blank canvas and he would seriously like drop drop it. We want to raise our kids to follow Jesus, to be resilient disciples. But how? How do we make discipleship a priority in the busyness of our everyday lives? Turn everyday moments into moments that matter. With guided conversations through God's word and fun, hands-on activities for a variety of ages, talk about the new family discipleship subscription from Awana was made just for your family. You can try one month of talk about for free with the special promo code, all caps, eternity. Start today at talkaboutdiscipleship.com. In my spirit, and I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit, because I am not a trained artist. As a matter mm-hmm. of fact, when I started these love letters, I was going to have Maggie do the art because which her a- daughter Maggie is an excellent. <laughs> she amazing. blows me away with the art that she posts on her Instagram. She's she, amazing, amazing. And so I thought she was going to do the art, and then that just didn't work out. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is on me. I mean, I have subscribers mm-hmm. every month that are so. I just was like, okay, and I would stand there and. Literally, like the Holy Spirit, just like whoosh, I would put on play, praise music, and I was just always in awe. And that's why I knew it was the Lord. You know, I would just weep through the whole thing, and at the end, I would just stand back and I'm like, "You're so good. You're just yeah. beyond good." And how He would weave that in. Um, sometimes the art would come. Most of the time, the art would come first, and then the letter would come. Wow, amazing! I love the way that the Lord works through you in beauty. Hmm. And, um, I know that is such a, you know, creativity and beauty marks you as core values, this, you know, mm-hmm. authenticity piece too, that the way that God speaks through you has always been through the beauty around you and the beauty that God moves in and through you. And then he provides provision through what you're delighting in, like every time in every stage of your life, it's seek me and you'll find me in your photography and your blog, seek me and you'll find me in your cuffs, seek me and you'll find me in this subscription with art and love letters and seek me and you'll find me in all that you need in order to write 
this book that you never intended to write. I mean, again, it's, it's actually kind of weaving in the whole message of finding him in the sweet, ordinary provision and beauty and creativity and the uh, presence of a God who loves us right there in the middle of our everyday. That's so beautiful. No, I didn't name the book. They, you didn't name the book. No, I didn't. Um, they, they did the publishing mm. people and I wanted epiphany because I felt like mm. he showed me, they were like little epiphanies all the time. And yeah. That's short and sweet, but I'm, I'm glad it became seeing God in the sweet ordinary, because that is the truth of what that book is. Amen. And if we just listen and look for him, he will show up every single day and reveal something beautiful to you. You know? Yes, every day. he does. I think the older that I get, the more I'm like awestruck by where are they? Um, like Amara came in with these right before we pressed record. And I was like, oh, Becky's going to love these. Beautiful. But look at how beautiful they are. Are those growing in your yard? Yeah. These are just randomly growing in our yard. I mean, we got a lot of yard out there. You never know what's out, what's growing out there, (laughs) but it's making space and time for that to go. This is actually really worth recognizing. Look at the intricacy in the hand of God and these sweet little flowers that my daughter picked in my daughter's face in the, in the seasons that change. And the older that I get, the more awestruck I am by the most simple things of life. Like, how is this real? God, you move through it all. So is there a favorite story that you share in the book? I'd love to know. Well, uh, yeah, there's a few, but I really love, and I've had a lot of good feedback. Um, um, the one with the swans, the, mm. I don't know if you remember this one, but it's called salt and light. And I painted the the painting. I love that. So beautiful before the letter came. And so I thought it was about going to be about swans. And then I was looking, it was hanging in my kitchen. I was looking at it one day and he just started downloading what it was supposed to be about. And it was about the, the, the lily pads. And I was like, Oh my gosh, what is it about the lily pads? And so I started reaching, researching lily pads Mm. and the tubers, like the water lily tubers are buried deep within the the pond and the lily pads are shoots that go up. They're like solar panels that collect the light and give oxygen Mm. to the the water lily. Mm. They have to go up through the murky darkness to get to the top. And that's how the water lily gets its sustenance to bloom and whatever. And I just, wow. there's a lot of times, I don't know if you feel this way, but like as an influencer, as someone who's looked upon as being a you know, believer, there are times when I'm like, I get sick of social media. I get sick of the whole totally. thing. And I kind of want to hide. And I'm yeah. like, I can't, I can't hide. <laughs> He's too good. He's too good to just keep to myself. And it's, mm. I have to push through that murky darkness a lot yeah. because that's what we're called to do. We're supposed to be salt and light. And if we are not, who will be, I mean, in this, in this super dark world that's yeah. getting darker every day, whether we feel like it or not, we have to push through and rise to that surface and be that light because it's, it's, it's our calling, whether we want to or not, whether yeah. we feel like we're good at it, like right now, I'm like, this is not my thing, but I'm doing it, even though it's uncomfortable. <laughs> That's what we're supposed to do. And he totally shifted my gear away from the swans. And he's like, no, it's the lily pad. <laughs> the mm. lily pad. Which isn't that in and of itself, just a beautiful lesson that of course the yeah. eyes right away would be drawn to the most 
upfront, beautiful main focus. And God's like, I'm actually in the details of the background. Yes. So much more so. And any call to teach or any call to lead, like it says in James, beware of it. You're going to be judged at a, you know, higher level. And there's a lot of responsibility that comes with that. But when God has called us to something, the anointing supersedes the ability. He's not asking if we are able, he's asking if we're available. Will you reach through the murky water up toward the light and allow me to nourish you even in the midst of the murky waters and create something beautiful from that place? Look at Moses. He didn't want to do it. <laughs> he's like, no. Nope. Yeah, he did not want to do it. He didn't want to do it. And I get it. I get that. Is there another story that is another favorite? So that's salt and light. I don't remember which page that's on for salt and light. That is 83, page 83. 83. Okay, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna flag that. I love um this one too, diving into new territory. Oh, I loved that picture when I was flipping through. <gasps> that was one of my this, favorites. This one was about a, a very deep hurt, a friendship hurt. Mm-hmm. And um it was just Oh my, I love this story so much. <laughs> Which page is it on? So I can find it it's in the on book. Page um, 95. Okay. And it's just about how God, sometimes we, we feel this loss or we're so confused why things happen, but he's actually moving us into new territory and old things can't come with us because we're going into something new. And once your mind shifts to that and you're just open to God's will and his, his plan, it makes sense. Does that make sense? <laughs> Yes. Oh, it makes so much sense for me in this season. It makes me think of that verse where um, Paul says to cast off every sin and every weight that so easily entangles you to press on toward the upward call of Christ Jesus. I remember one um, Sunday morning, Christine Kane was speaking at our church and reading that verse. And in context, she was saying you know, sometimes it's not sin issues. Sometimes it's actually relationships that are weighing you down from what God is calling you to do in this next season. There's this, you know, just like the beauty that I'm holding here in these pretty flowers that Amara gave me before this recording in every growth, there's always that pruning season or that cutting off season that produces greater growth in the future. But gosh, it's hard to go through. It's grievous. It's weighty. Well, and I think it can be a distraction that the enemy uses to keep moving forward in our calling Yeah, because we can get stuck in the grief of a loss of a friend or how things shift. Um, and, th- and there are seasons for friendships and different things, but um, I'm one of those hold on tight people. <laughs> so mm-hmm. You're my friend. I want, I am like loyal to the end. And so yeah. sometimes I think it's just a matter of submission to the Lord. Well, apparently that wasn't supposed to continue on. Mm. And I just have to trust you, trust that you have, you know, your plan is good. And it's something I can't see in my human eyes, but I know that you're good and you're for me. I love whenever I get to talk with somebody who's written a book and describe the process of it. And even picturing you crying over some of these, you know, pictures that are painted, it brings to life the weight of the beauty of what God produces in and through us. You know, you think of the authors of scripture and by no means are we, you know, authoring scripture here, you know, hear me right. But 
when it's inspired by the Holy Spirit and you know his presence is leading it, you can stand with confidence to know no matter what the outcome of book sales or whatever else looks like. It's the obedience to the process itself that is the greatest gift and treasure of it all. And then we get to, you know, have the blessing of holding this work of diligence and perseverance in our hands as a as a reminder for us in the midst of our deep death depths of grief and disappointment and the murky waters that we're reaching through toward the light that there's a friend somewhere who took the time to cry and pray and paint and write as a love offering to the world. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for writing it. What Uh, is the main message like for the woman who buys this book uh, and who opens it up? What do you want her to know right now? Well, that he is, he is so good and he loves you so much. You know, he, everything around us is a love letter. Like he is just writing his love letter to you through the everyday, you know, and you just Mm -hmm. need to just kind of slow your roll a little bit and just kind of open your eyes and look for it. Because I think we get busy, we get distracted. And if you don't just take the time, like when I was blogging, it was picking up that camera and actually going out and searching for the good. And that's Mm. when he started speaking to me. But until I made a decision to do that, I was just so wrapped up in my my depression and my misery with the weather and the hormones and all the things. But um, I think just seeking him out, you're not going to miss him. He's not going to, you're not going to miss him. If you yeah. look for him, you'll find him. He's right there and he loves you. I mean, he has your picture on his mantle. <laughs> he just loves mm. you that much. He just loves you. You're his, his kid. And, um, mm. you know, Brian, my husband grew up kind of in a legalistic background and I've just never struggled with that ever. I've always known that I'm his favorite. I don't <laughs> I'm grateful for that because it's a gift and so many people struggle with that knowledge. Yes, they do. They feel, like, they feel like he's just up there beating them or they can't be good enough. And yeah, Jesus, Jesus paid it all. He paid yeah, it all. He did. Yeah, he did. I love that the love of God is so vast that you yeah. can be called his favorite. And so can I, and yes. so can anyone else. Absolutely. <laughs> it's like, I am, I'm actually his favorite. And so are you. And so are you because there is no bounds to the love of God. Oh, it's so beautiful. Yeah. Thank you, God, for that. Yes. So where can people find your book and get a copy of it? Um, It's on Amazon. It's on my website, farmgirlpaints.com. And it releases the 27th of September. And then it'll be in bookstores. How (laughs) exciting. We'll put all of the links in the show notes so that you guys could get your hands on it. This is a great idea for a gift. If you guys are, yeah, it's the perfect size. It's the perfect, like it's going to be applicable to literally anyone who lives and breathes because it's finding God in the midst of your, of your everyday and ordinary. And the pictures are so beautiful. This would be a fantastic gift idea. Grab one for yourself and grab one for a friend. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for being here before you leave. I have one last question. Okay. What's your favorite Bible verse and why? Uh, um, I, this is going to sound really silly probably, but, um, I love Jesus wept. And John, when um, Lazarus 
Lazarus had died and he's with Mary and Martha and they're just beside themselves. And he weeps, not because of the situation, because he knows what's coming. He knows he's going to raise Lazarus from the dead, but he wept because he could see their grief and how distraught they were. Mm. And that he can, he, he knows us and loves us that much that he feels our pain. And it's just, it's beautiful. I just absolutely love that story. Mm, me too. Yeah. And how yeah. that's so beautiful, how that marks so much of the beauty that came in and through you was your willingness to engage in the grief of a season and find the good there, holding yeah. on to hope and holding on to hurt in the middle of it all. Jesus mm. was doing the same. It's yeah. so beautiful. I just love you, friend. You elude you. beauty and joy and color yes. and creativity. Um, and I'm I'm grateful that we got to spend this time to talk about this gift yeah. that you gave to all of us in this book. No, thank you so much. Hey, thanks so much for listening. If you have a second, leave a review or post a comment, share on social media. The Confident Podcast could be seen by other people so we can spread this message far and wide. I cannot wait until next week and I'll talk to you soon.